the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, I'd like to welcome you to a brand new show of, of Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and thank you so much for joining us today. As always, we are so delighted that you are part of our team, whether a, our support team, our prayer team, or just being there for encouragement and uh, to share uh, what the Lord has done through us with others, especially with Muslim friends. Today, I am intending to go through yet another list of updates and also um, one or two of the um, Facebook posts. And here is the updates. Um, by the time you listen to this particular show, uh, we, myself and Sam Shamon and David Wood would have done a number of videos uh, one of those is to continue along the line of the previous series that we started it last year. We called it Scripture Twisting 101, and you can find this series on our YouTube channel that is Sira International. Again, Sira with a C as in Charlie. And the, intend the intention behind that particular uh, series was to take those passages that our Muslim friends usually take out of context or handpicked from the Bible to make various claims. The claims could be as Muhammad is in this verse or look, Jesus did not say who you think he is or looks like God have basically changed his mind about his covenant and now he is giving it to another group of people, meaning the Muslims or sometimes just trying to use it as if there is corruption in the Bible. And the list can go on and on and on. And the, intent, the intention, of course, behind this is to take these verses one by one. In other words, every video will represent just one verse. Some might take a few minutes, up to like 10, 12. Others will be very short, maybe three or four. And we did it this way in order to make it easier for you, the audience, the listeners, those who are um, following us, and also especially those who maybe get engaged in these dialects and discussions with Muslims. So it makes it very easy. If they mention one of these verses, you send just that video alone, or you watch that video about that verse alone. Now, granted, we could have invested hours in each one of those topics. That's not the intent. The intent is to give you a quick list of apologetics in terms of allowing you resources that will be helpful to you. You are still, of course, expected from time to time 
to uh, read more on a topic, maybe watch other work on that topic. But to our knowledge, we're not aware of anyone who took these uh, verses one by one and did them the way we are doing them. And I like to do these kind of things this way, like me and Jay Smith uh, have done also a brand new video series on refuting the idea that the Quran has scientific miracles. And this series will be released sometimes in the fall. And we did it the same way. We took one of those such Quranic passages that Muslims use to try to claim that there is scientific miracles in them. And we did just a video on that particular passage. Once again, to make it easier for people to be able to benefit from those particular, uh, basically, topics. Another thing that um, we are working on right now is the uh, launch of our Arabic platform. And it's uh, done by me, and uh, we're hoping to invite guest speakers with us, uh, one of whom, uh, if uh, the Lord allows this to happen, would be a former Muslim from Saudi as well, but from a different region of Saudi. So it's going to be exciting, and uh, we will be able to uh, tag team uh, doing a couple of shows together. We'll do them in Arabic, and we'll do things in English as well for the benefit of those who do not speak Arabic, whether uh, they are those who are Westerners in general who are uh, interested in knowing more about Islam or maybe engaged in evangelism, or uh, in, uh, dialogues with Muslims in, among their communities, or maybe uh, overseas, or those who are Muslims that uh, live in the West and uh, do not know how to speak Arabic, or at least um, they use other language to communicate, uh, like North Africa, for instance. They tend to communicate a lot in their own Arabic dialect and also in French, and many people in uh, Europe, such as England or other parts of Europe, they tend to use English because many of them come from uh, a second generation or maybe a third generation or maybe even their converts into Islam. Therefore, Arabic wasn't their original language. So this is just a taste of some of the exciting things that we're working on. Another exciting development that we are uh, in the uh, process of putting the final touches to it, is we're revamping and reviving our entire website, syriainternational.com. We're making it more uh, user-friendly. We're grouping videos by categories. So you'll find a category, for instance, under political Islam and any topics related to ISIS or Sharia law will fall in there. Any interviews that I did on topics like this with Fox News and other outlets will be there. And also we're doing apologetic series that we're combining them under that particular category. We're doing evangelism series. We're doing discipleship series. We are doing also subcategories for under apologetics. You'll find things like uh, historical criticism, uh, Quranic uh, textual criticism, and many other things like this. So, so that you can find, uh, you know, what you're looking for a lot faster and a lot easier. And we are also developing an app so that you can even access many of our resources in the near future using this app. So we'll keep you posted in terms of many of these new developments. Uh, be watching for more and more of my live YouTube and Facebook uh, videos uh, that I am going to start doing 
uh, hopefully on a weekly basis. That's the hope. Even if we couldn't do it weekly, maybe bi-weekly, but we'll be doing more and more of those videos, sometimes by myself, sometimes with Sam Shimon, and once a month, myself and Dr. Jay Smith have decided to do a similar thing as well. So that's another new development that we've been talking about for a while, and it seems like it is now being launched. The intent behind that is to keep you updated on things um, as they uh, happen and also to stay in touch with you in real time, not just periodically via video series or every time we go to the studio. We want to stay in touch with you and stay connected with you. The hope is that once it's done weekly, uh, for the most part of the year, we are able to communicate with one another. You can always, of course, reach out to me in a variety of ways. One, just by going to these YouTube videos on our channel, CIRA International, and just make comments and interactions with us. And we hopefully will be corresponding with you that way. However, of course, you have to understand, and I'm sure you do, that there is massive amount of comments usually, and we will do our best to get to yours. And you need to subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel, CIRA International. Again, it's CIRA International. C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. The other way to communicate with us or connect with us would be through our website, CIRAinternational.com. Uh, you click on contact us and it will send us an email directly from you and we will be able to interact with you by email. That's a faster way as well. Uh, and another uh, way to connect is through Facebook Messenger. And you have to go, of course, to uh, either my personal Facebook page, which is alfadi.sira, C-I-R-A, alfadi.sira, or to my own ministry page, which is the Alfadi, or you go to our Sira ministry page, which is Sira International. Throughout any of these, you can either comment and we'll interact with you almost on a daily basis. We're very active on Facebook or through Messenger if you want to send a private message and we can communicate with you that way. So hopefully all of these updates uh, are going to be beneficial to you. Now, I'd like to take you to our Facebook page, my own, of course, which is alpari.sira, and give you a couple of uh, you know updates. Uh, for instance, uh, you would have noticed that we have a number of videos under the title, Pray for Our Muslim Friends or Pray for, uh, for My People. The idea was is that during the month of Ramadan, I developed six short videos that have a specific focus. One of those, for instance, is how to witness the gospel. Uh, the other one is sharing the truth. Uh, another one would be about the night of power and so on and so forth. One about persecution, for instance. So there is a targeted topic and also uh, background about that topic and then specific prayer requests. And uh, we've, been, uh, we've released them through my own personal page, alfadi.sira, and then we share them with my The Alfadi page, my The Alfadi page, with the hope that you too can share them within your network. So that's something that uh, Lord willing will do uh, on an annual basis, especially during the month of Ramadan. And the reason why we waited until the end, uh, the, uh, it was the last uh, 10 days 
of Ramadan. Uh, Muslims consider those days to be holy days, and therefore we're releasing them one by one during that time. Also, uh, as always, I'm, I'm always coming up with new post series, out of which usually we develop video series. One of those uh, brand new post series uh, that um, I would be doing videos this year on had to do with the focus on the fact that Islam is a man-made religion. In other words, I'll be doing a number of videos under that particular series title to prove that there is ample evidence within the Quran itself and outside the Quran to prove that the Quran and Islam in general is a mere man-made product. And why is that significant? It is significant because we want our Muslim friends to see for themselves the fact that they are standing on a shady foundation, very weak one, might I add. And the other reason why we want to do it is to help those who are reaching out to our Muslim friends who do their best, but they're not really as efficient in Arabic, or at least they don't have access to the Arabic sources that we can uh, summarize some of those findings for them or some of those evidences for them. Now, when I say findings, that doesn't mean um, I really lacked understanding of them and therefore I am looking for anything to support it. Sometimes I know it is there, but I like to support it with real verses or real comments sometimes if necessary, because we want our Muslim friends to know that we're not really inventing things. Uh, sometimes it's obvious in the verse itself that there is a problem. Let me give you an example of what I mean by that. One of the posts that we had in there under that series on my own Facebook page, Al-Fadi.Sira, was in June 1st, and we called it Why Islam is a Man-Made Product, and the comment was, no eyewitness account to collaborate its revelations and historical events. Here's what we mean. You have the Prophet of Islam making this claim that he was in a cave, meditating supposedly, as he used to do according to the questionable Islamic tradition. And I say questionable because we have ample evidence now to contradict many of the traditional dates and accounts of Islam. But be it as it may, let's assume that we are dealing with an authentic source. It says that for many years, and some accounts will say for at least five years, he's been going to uh, a cave uh, in Mecca, and he's been meditating in there. And one of those occasions, a spirit, supposedly, or a spiritual being appeared to him. Later on, and I mean it when I say later on, almost 14 years later, the Quran identified that this spirit is actually Gabriel, even though, by the way, you do not find a single verse that says the spirit is Gabriel, but at least the name Gabriel began to emerge as a result of this identification. And our Muslim friends, as I used to, are convinced that this spiritual being that appeared to Muhammad in the cave was no other than the angel Gabriel himself, which is kind of a puzzling thing because we do not have any eyewitness account to verify or clarify if this encounter is indeed was taking place, whether at that time or even at later times. And at the same time, uh, you have other historical events that took place 
such as, for instance, the claim that Muhammad said many teachings and they were collected as his sayings known as hadith. All of those accounts in writing, at least supposedly, were collected 200 plus years later. His own biography was 130 years before, uh, before that biography was lost. And then the student of Ibn Ishaq, who collected the biography for the first time, his student Ibn Isham came back and recollected it. And by that time, it was 180 years after the accounts of the birth of Muhammad. So you can see the problem here. Everything is dependent on man. The commentaries of the Quran were collected for the first time or at least been produced at least 300 plus years after the revelation of the Quran. And there's so many opinions usually related to many of the passages of the Quran, many different views, many different claims, many contradictions about what the verse meant or what the word in that verse meant or the occasion why the verse was revealed and so on and so forth. All of it is an indication that there is a human agent behind all of this, because if God is truly the one behind it, the true God is not the God of confusion, is the God of clarity, he's the God of order, he's the God of truth. And why would God, after having Christ died on the cross and having him state that it is finished, it is completed, why would he send another prophet 600 years later? to issue confusing messages and reveal basically things that contradicted the biblical message, which has been consistent for more than 1400 years since the time Moses began writing Genesis until the New Testament was basically finalized and the scripture has been canonized. So you can see that there is some serious problems here when it comes to the origin of Islam and many of its products. So that's one of those series that we are working towards developing videos out of that. I also, um, uh, periodically, I will come, uh, circle around and use some of the Muslims' arguments against them uh, as well. You know, our Muslim friends are always fixated on finding words in the Bible. So they will tell you, for instance, where is the word Christianity? Not Christians. The word Christianity. Where is it? Show it to us. And you try usually to reason with them and say, listen, the word Christianity is not in the Bible. We get it. But it doesn't mean that we as followers of Christ have invented something. You know, it's a human effort to try to label the faith and the doctrines that the followers of Jesus who are called Christians by the Bible itself are following uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, the belief itself. But that la the lack of the word Christianity in the Bible in no way negates the authenticity of the scripture or the validity of what we believe in, and especially our faith in Christ. But, you know, our Muslim friends, sadly, are fixated on not listening to you, made up their mind usually about these things, and ignoring any and every effort to try you explain anything to them. So periodically I'll use similar arguments. So one of those I said, for instance, please show us where in the Quran did the God of Islam say, I am the God of the Muslims. I mean, in other words, show me that uh, uh, he has treated them as if uh, they are now his people. You are my people. 
I am your God. I mean, we find this in the scripture, throughout the scripture, by the way, Old Testament, New Testament, in the book of Revelation, towards the end of the book of Revelation, especially in verse, in chapters, um, uh, you know, uh, 21, uh, chapter 22, you'll see passages like this. So I ask these kind of questions. Obviously, you know, we don't have a single answer for that because it doesn't exist. In other words, I'm using their own argument against them. But why? I mean, sometimes people wonder why I do this. I'm just helping them listen to themselves and realize that you're building a faith based on a figment of your own imagination, and yet you are attacking me for the same thing that you yourself is lacking. So now you need to go back to the facts why we follow Christ, not because of a word called Christianity, but because of many other internal and external evidence, historical evidence, manuscript evidence, and the list can go on and on and on, testimonies and eyewitnesses and everything else. That testimony of the church itself throughout the history of the church is an eye-opener by itself. Why would people lose their life, endure persecution, if it was just a lie? Why? Are you telling me all of the Christians in the history of Christianity are that dumb? Not a single one of them questioned the lie itself? I mean, it's unbelievable sometimes how people ignore such an overwhelming amount of evidence and facts to support why we follow our Lord and Savior. So uh, these are the kind of things that I enjoy doing. And simply because I want to reach my people, I want to reach my people, and I want to ignite for my people, um, uh, you know, all kind of interesting questions in their mind, ignite the thoughts in their mind, prompt them to begin to think through the argument and try to reason with the data and the evidence in hope that they will end up coming to Christ. And by the way, we're receiving a lot of wonderful reports. Many times I get these messages privately that I left Islam. Some will say I left Islam, but I'm still researching about Jesus. That's fine. That's fine. You know, we're not here to convert people. I can convert a fly, by the way. Only the Lord, by the power of his Holy Spirit, can do this. But we are here to help them examine Christ and the need for Christ as Lord and Savior. And lastly, I want to leave you with this reminder that the series that we have launched uh, called The Original Sin Dilemma or The Islamic Original Sin Dilemma uh, has been basically uh, going on for a while. I encourage you to go and watch it on our YouTube channel, which is Sira International. And the intent behind the series was twofold. One, to show that the Quran itself does show the Muslims that there is inherently a sinful, basically, behavior that is, that is inherent to mankind. Because our Muslim friends will claim that there is no such thing as a inheriting a sin, an original sin. In other words, they believe Muslims and anybody in the world is born sinless pure, and then they get corrupted by, uh, later on by the influence in the, of the environment itself. It's a Pelagian or a Pelagian argument or semi-Pelagian argument, if you wish, during the 6th century, a debate that took place between Pelagius and St. Augustine over the claim that there is no such thing as original sin, and therefore people are born sinless. Of course, it's a fallacy. And we expose that from the Quran itself, actually. 
And then I close the series, that's the second fold, by showing why Christ and his sinlessness becomes important, even by the admission of the Quran, by the way. He's the only one that his sinlessness was highlighted clearly. Now, you can, uh, by the way, looking at commentaries of Islam, even uh, Muslims will tell you that even Mary, according to the commentaries, was a sinless person or a pure person, uh, albeit not as Jesus was described. But nevertheless, we want him to answer the question, why is the sinlessness of Christ such an important thing that the Quran took the time to even highlight it? And therefore, we share from the scripture as well from the Bible about that. As we always do, we want to encourage you to become a subscriber to our YouTube channel, CIRA International, C-I-R-A, that's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. And if the Lord puts it in your heart, we encourage you to become even a Patreon patron and Support us with as much as you can, with as little as you can, or as much as the Lord puts you in your heart. We are reaching the end of our show, so thank you so much for joining us. May the Lord bless you richly. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.